0: How can I have spiritual integrity with my sex life, you know? And, like, that doesn't have to look like I'm a fucking Puritan. So that's why I'm, I'm curious to ask other people about what their experience is with it, you know? What does, their, what does others' healing look like? Hey, everybody, this is Rose. And this is Louisa. And you're
1: listening to... Sober Sex. I made a promise to myself to stop not listening. What it looks like now is that I make conscious choices around my sexuality. It started with putting down the substances, really, and starting to listen. And the listening to my body has changed. Sick. Hi. Hi! Is it happening? Hi. Are we all right? Okay, we're doing We're, we're live. Okay. We're all here. We all have healthy microphones.
2: Oh I have a healthy microphone. Oh a healthy God. vagina.
1: Amazing. Oh and healthy. <laughs> Gina, I'm so happy to meet you. Can you just tell me what, Louisa has told me so much about you. What is going, is that your shrine behind you? Oh my God, it's totally an altar behind me. Okay, amazing. Um, Are you a witch? Yeah, I kind
2: of am a witch. Okay, good me. That oh. so Louisa. Um, I'm a good witch. I'm a good witch. As I'm I see. as I white tell witch. my daughter, I'm a white witch. Yeah, but I work with a lot of sex magic and like, um,
0: <laughs> like the red chili peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Third favorite um, band of all time. And I
2: I work with like I put like a lot of crystals in my uh, my yoni. Let me okay. okay. Let, me, let me back up for a back second. Back it up. Wait, it
0: up. sec, we have to introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to call it yoni. <laughs>
1: Gina Turner. Yoni. yoni. Yeah. <laughs> How do you spell
2: yoni? Y o n i. It's Sanskrit for vagina, and like okay. I actually, I actually don't like calling my vagina yoni because I have a daughter, and I feel like any cutesy name for your vagina is like just weird. But even fucking Sanskrit, yoni, like, yoni, yoni's it. like sacred, so it's
0: okay. Whatever. Okay. One okay. sec. <laughs> Gina Turner <laughs> is a yogi, DJ producer, mother, founder of Divine Movement. She and I DJed together under the name Staccato in the mid-2000s. It was a glorious time to be alive. She is a hilarious, wise, magical lioness, a ferocious yoni.
1: (laughs) That was an amazing yoni. (laughs) My name has, like, part
2: of vagina in it, like, obviously. Vagina Turner.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, obviously. (laughs)
2: Hi, that was a great <laughs> intro. I love you.
1: Oh, we're delighted, delighted to have um, Gina on Sober Sex as part of her interest and expertise lies in sacred sexuality, energy exchange, and woman's health. My favorite subject.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> I'm <all laughs> so about excited.
2: The, I, I'm like all about like normalizing periods and like making them like less shameful um, nice. because there's actually. Real intelligence and like beauty in um, bleeding. And we have been told to like totally like shame it and like, oh no, look, this is all the ways you could pretend not to have your period. Like every single like, stuff about that. So <laughs> like every single like tampon commercial or pad commercial shows these women being like super active. I'm like, no, that's not what your period's about. Your Absolutely, not. Is, like about relaxing and shedding and really taking time to be internal and not expelling energy. And so, like, I've been specifically in the last like two years, like, I've been really like championing that message where it's like, yo, you need to like shut it down for a little bit. And <laughs> <I'm just getting
0: laughs> that woman are, like, cave made for each other.
1: That <laughs> woman cave. My literally, when I have my period, I have red curtains up. We get we get the crystal lamp on. It gets very quiet. You turn your and very house into
0: vagina.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's
1: called the vagina tent.
2: <laughs> Amazing. I haven't I haven't done a red tent yet. Um, I think my daughter and my cats and my dogs. How's my bo- level, by the way? I'm you're just good, so you're good. I'm good. Beautiful. Really, you guys yeah. have such fat, like girthy waveforms, and mine is like totally
1: like not so girthy
0: i see yours having a very large girth and mine looking puny oh
1: i okay. can't i can't see girth Girl, the pair on
0: your, just the, the, fat, the fatness of the way. I'll bring you up in the end it, so okay all right wait.
2: cool I I'm just wanted to make sure I'm like wait a minute like I'm talking about some realness and I'm like you guys have like such girth and I really don't <laughs> and like also there's something that I realized about myself now that we're talking about girth um I'm totally a size queen yes. and I like <laughs> and I didn't realize it
1: until like yeah yeah i'm a size queen what does it what's a size queen for people who don't know
2: a size queen is like really someone that really appreciates um i can't remember the the sanskrit word for uh (laughs) but like um i appreciate a nice sized penis why i'm not ashamed of it either (laughs) is important yeah yeah Yeah.
1: girth 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 (laughs) girth It's like short but wide. I,
2: I maybe I could call myself Mother Girth instead of Mother Earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so good. We have your MILF porn name, Gina. <laughs> oh my god. Oh
2: my god. Okay, dude, I've been watching porn lately. Um, Tell us about that. Yeah. Good. And okay, so here's the thing like, I'm very, it's porn is tricky for me. Especially since I've, like, really embraced, like, energy exchange and, like, sacred sexuality. Like, I should only be energy exchanging with my partner, right?
0: Wait, so can we back um, up and, like, talk about what that yeah. means?
2: Yes. So, basically, um, I I used – I mean, Louisa, you've known me for, like, a thousand years. And I used to just say, oh, I'm serial monogamous. Oh, I'm serial monogamous. I'm serial – which I kind of Not have. true. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: when, I, I'm – You're I'm, serial I'm, monogamous I, until you get bored and then you're, like mm- –
2: <laughs> get out of here no, but I only really have sex with one person at a time that's, that's kind of that's that's my thing and so like that's kind of I've always like growing up I was like oh I just like to be with one person like I'm a monogamous kind of person you know and then I realized that there was actually like a place for me in the world and like a name for me. And it's like, I really am into just keeping my sexuality very sacred, which means I'm really only exchanging. Oh, words love that one person. Um, and I mean, I know a little bit about Tantra because, and I've done like all the Tantra workshops and all that kind of stuff. I even did a Tantra speed date, by the way, which was well now.
0: wild. You have to okay. so We have to return that back to that. I'm yes, going to writing a, it down. <laughs> no, Tantra, Tantra speed dating. It, it
2: was the coolest thing ever, and it was totally PG actually, um, because oh, Tantra about, is, yeah, Tantra is all super about, PG. about consent. And like, so I ended up connecting with more women there. At, and I like, like, I love all these women's numbers. I love that. <laughs> and I'm they're, like, it, <laughs> they're like, this is not Tantra lesbian speed date. Anyway. So, um, back to sacred sexuality. So yeah, I'm really only about exchanging, um, energies with my partner. Um, I'm also very much so about consciously connecting, right? So it helps that my current partner is very, very spiritual as well. We're actually taking a little bit of space right now. A lot of shit has just gone down, um, for us in the last four weeks and we just needed to like put a little pause because we were fucking stressing out more on that later more on that on a future
1: episode future episode with vagina
2: um, uh, <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> more about my uterus at a later date <laughs> i haven't seen you in 28 days <laughs> anyway there's so, a monthly occurrence on this <laughs> you're like a reoccurring guest it's like the power ovulating. <laughs> i only come when i'm ovulating <laughs>
1: I'm a bitch when I'm ovulating as well. Is anyone else a fucking I, bitch when they're I am ovulating? So pretty when I'm ovulating.
2: I like, really, I fucking love myself. I'm like, oh, you look good. I smell good. My my partner can smell when I'm ovulating. Like, oh you know, wow, yeah, no, because well, like, there's science behind that. So this is amazing. You, you release like sexy pheromones when you're ovulating. I just and release anger. You look prettier,
1: really. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really good right at the end of my period. Like right now I feel like I'm at my freest because I've just like shed the blood and I'm like,
0: ah, oh. okay, like, hey, what,
1: what are your thoughts on period sex? Just out of here. Okay. Love hurts. Bit weird. Like the levels are off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Slightly interesting.
0: I, right. right. Uh, I'm not mad. I mean, I don't like a cleanup though yeah (laughs) I'm lazy (laughs)
1: yeah like I
2: I really um actually love anal so um that's kind of my go-to if I'm on my period but since I've been really putting into practice like shutting down while I'm on my period and obviously I'm a mom I have I have like cats and two dogs and like you know what I mean? Like so, obviously, Full like house. shutting shutting down is not really like a possibility to me. But like, actually, one of my favorite books. It's called Wild Power: Harnessing the Power of Your Menstrual Cycle. Oh my um, god! Gives you gives you write it um, down. yeah. Write it down. Gives you like every day. Techniques. It's like obviously I can't hide in a red tent, but like I could be like, "Yo, can fucking watch in- me hide in a red can tent." You, can, you, <laughs> can you, well, because like, yeah, I'm a mom. Like, I just no, of course. So of like, course. there's little things like you know what, mom's just gonna lay on the couch and watch some Real Housewives of New York City, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> or like my version of like shutting it down is like, you know what, I'm gonna empty the dishwasher in two days. You know. And <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, like, but those
0: are
2: like, realistic. Use it again. <laughs> <laughs> These are like realistic, like, I don't know. I don't want to say coping mechanisms, but ways to actually shut down. And when, okay. So your everything is about relationship, right? So when you change your relationship to your period, when you change your relationship to, okay, wait a minute, this is the time that I need to be shutting everything down. Some like alchemy happens. Like a spiritual alchemy happens, a healing occurs where it's like, oh, wait, this is my me time. And then as soon as I started putting this into practice, my periods, like my cramps, went away. Hmm. Like it was like absolutely insane. I can oh talk you fucking shit. I That's could amazing. Talk forever, Rose's
0: you. mind so hard right now. <laughs> <I'm> like,
2: <laughs> but okay, so then I'm going to talk about the other side of this because it's really important. Okay. Um, so we have four phases right right follicular phase the luteal phase ovulation and then menstruation right and so there are actual parts of your cycle where you should be like signing contracts or creating or having sex and so like like that is your ovulation ovulation is like when you should be most active i'm no joke Sign the contracts, make the deals during your your uh ovulation period. Period weird word.
0: Um, <laughs> Time. Time.
2: um and then the times where you're like transitioning in and out of it, then those are the times where you like really can kind of be in this almost like holding pattern, but really like the the place that you are to be focusing all of your attention, and what by attention I mean relaxation the period phase so really it's all m- working up to like this is my place of me time this is my place to really keep my energy internal this is my place to really shed you know figuratively
0: and uh, <laughs> not so much <laughs> and and, so, and how do you incorporate that in your relationship though what'd you say like, how do you incorporate that into your relationship? Cause it can be, you know, it's one thing if I'm like doing that by myself, but it's another thing if there's like the dog and the boyfriend and the life and the, you know, like, how do you kind of put it into practice? Um,
2: I communication, communication. And really that's funny enough. That's all about, that's what Tantra is also about is like communicating your needs. This is what makes me feel good. This is what makes me not feel so good. But anyway, in terms of my relationship, like it would be like, Hey, Tim, like, l- listen, I'm getting my, Hi, Tim. I'm getting my period in a couple days and, um, you know, I'm just going to need a little bit extra help around the house. So if you could like hang with Evelina a little bit more or like change the litter box or whatever, you know, your version of that is. And then it's like, he know it's, it's amazing what happens because then he gets the space that he needs to kind of be more internal. And then, I love, that. I know. And then, and then when I come out of the metaphorical red tent, then it's like
1: on and pop. And, you know, yeah. And I'm, cause yeah. you've both taken the time you need. He can like, feel like it's okay for him to ask for space. You can ask, you know, I love the shit. This is all, a, we talk about this in our very first episode around like how intimacy, Looks for us today and like I definitely have I completely relate with you on that with my with my partner that's exactly it it's so good when you cut each other slack you build intimacy on like so many yeah
2: and you know that's really fucking it's so funny you just said that. Uh, that like it's a real challenge for me because I grew up with a very turbulent um father who would give me, give me something and then take it away and give me something and then take it away. So, Lord, Ouch, of, so of course I'm like, I'm like really look for like solid foundations and like commitments and all the stuff. And like, I, of course, my greatest healing relationship is the one I'm in now. And oh, okay, wait, I'm not, I'm going to say they were all healing for different reasons, but this one is a real big one where I'm like healing daddy issues because Tim likes to be free. He likes to be, like, uh, flying by the seat of the pants. Like, oh, wait. Well, like, I'll give you an example. I got I got my dog. I literally adopted my um, dog, Coco.
0: You got, like, two dogs in two weeks. <laughs> two dog-
2: I adopted two dogs within two months of each other. I'm a, I'm a maniac. <laughs> but they're awesome. They're in their right now because, like, obviously they would just – they're both puppies. They'd be terrorizing everything right now. Um, so – I adopt Coco, and I'm like, okay, let me – I Tim, like, greets me at the door. He's all excited, you know. And I'm like, let me show her where her crate is. Let me show her where her water is. Let me show her where everything is so she knows and that she can feel safe. Tim's like, nah, just, like, let her feel out the room. Let her, like, feel out the space. Like, yeah. And I'm like, no. But then we, like, because we know this about each other, we're – in Kabbalah, it would be – Hesed and Gevora. Kab- uh, Kabbalah is like all about states of consciousness. Hesed is all about flow, water, like just like this, like creative energy, right? And Gevora is like the shore. So it's like the water needs the shore, right? So Gevora is about um, structure, boundary, discipline, like the fire that forges new form. But Hesed and Gevora, that that water needs the shore. Otherwise, you'll have a flood, you know? Right. So, yeah. so you're the sure. I'm the sure and, 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 like, well, and Tim, Tim is, the and flood. So is the greatest healer for me, not only because he is actually a spiritual healer, but like,
0: <laughs> that's what his job is, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but,
2: but because he reminds me of my dad so much where it's like, um, I, I, I tend to not feel so safe. You know, because I, I I feel like that chaotic, like oh no, it's going to change at any moment. So like I've had to really work on like myself and um, being able to be uh, I'm a, uh, comfortable on my own a little bit. You know, mm. that was a lot.
0: It sounds like more kind of able to hold yourself in a place of security, no matter what's going on. So he can still be him because he's, it isn't, he's not your dad, you know, like he's his own person with his own shit, but it sounds like in order for that to be feel safe for you, you got to have like a lot of internal security. Amen. Sister
2: So proud of you. (laughs) And there's been a lot of turbulence, man. Like we've had some real serious ups and some real serious downs. Like, I don't know if you guys like subscribe to the the
1: twin flame thing. But what is twin flame? No, but I need to know. About
2: oh, it. I feel so okay. So, are you blocking Blowing my mind, twin flame, Gina? <laughs> He's texting me right. Like, uh, I'm on the phone, um, talking about him. So, twin flames. There's like this. Okay, there's soulmates, and then there's twin flames. And twin flame, like the whole gist of it is like that two people were put on this earth with like the exact mirrored opposite thing that will trigger the fuck out of each other in order to burn into, um, ascension essentially. That's like the, the real short version of it. And a lot of twin flames actually don't last.
0: Um, a traumatic reenactment. If you don't like fucking do the spiritual growth,
2: exactly. Cause some people are like, why the fuck am I in this? Instead of like, Oh wow. like, Gina really reminds me of my mom. This is like so crazy, but like what you said, like Gina is not my mom. You know what I mean? Tim is not my dad, you know? And, and this stuff is mine. Whoa, this, this trigger is mine. That trigger is his. And, and when you can like kind of ride these waves of like, <laughs> of fucking chaos and suffering. <laughs> 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 then you can, like literally lotus flower sad. yeah you can lotus flower into the best version of yourself now fuck
1: i love this so I, this is amazing so I, this is revolutionary. i do
2: think that tim could be my twin flame i get a little bit um i'm i how do i explain it i get a little bit cautious um about claiming that for him Why do I say this or anybody? And this is like my twin flame PSA. And it took me a lot of work to actually, um, agree with Tim on this. This is also Tim. Tim is very similar. Um, he has a similar opinion about this. And we actually did a whole podcast about this because it, here's the thing. We both work with non-duality and non-duality is about like, you're not in opposition to anything, right? Everything is on the table. All parts of yourself are included everything can be seen as a vehicle to your awakening for your awakening and for healing really so if i am so tunnel visioned on one person being my twin flame i am missing out on every single interaction i'm not talking about like sexual interaction or or any like it could be anything i'm just so tunnel visioned that you're missing out on a huge part of reality by focusing on it I do think he's my soul family. I do think he's my soulmate. Like me, him, and my daughter, like are such a family. It's you know, it's undeniable. Um, but twin flame is a really fun Google search, and there's am like, <laughs> googling the show. There <laughs> are that a lot of twin flamers out there that are like, like believe that celebrities are their twin flame. I actually have. Oh my God, so <laughs>
0: have, Wait, wait, can you repeat that? What did you say? Can you repeat that? Yeah.
2: Who's your celebrity twin flame, Gina? <laughs> I have a celebrity twin flame. I have... Leo. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, that's my grandmother. My grandmother, like, wanted me to marry Leonardo DiCaprio. But... um, <laughs> That's so specific. Why, why did <laughs> you... say <laughs> But I have a thing when I see Jake Gyllenhaal and Louisa knows this about me. Like, I'm like, oh, there's something about him where I like... I wanna walk dogs with him. I wanna to- <laughs> <laughs> and I can't deny it. Like I'm like, Jake, what is it about you? Where like I, I I don't think he's my twin flame, but I think that if we ever met, there would be like this thing where we're like,
1: oh <laughs> I'm-, I'm totally, totally. I had this about Alan Rickman. Do, do you guys know who that is? It's Snape, Snape. from fucking. <laughs>
0: Snape. But like,
1: in a lot of things before he was in Snape. He's like this amazing British actor. And I actually met him and I was just like, oh, we know each other. Yeah. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing, <laughs> crazy bitch? <laughs> the thing.
2: I, I, I believe that we're as women especially we're intuitive creatures and if you have a feeling like that about alan rick that's like wh- whatever it's his loss that he can't see that you guys have had many lives together same with jake Dude, jake yeah. jake i'm telling you like there's something about him like he feels like soul family like but i there's no like, it's not like a sexual thing with him i've never like wanted to like fucking make out with him it's like I want to go to the dog park with our puggles because I also have a puggle. He had one that passed
1: away. (laughs)
0: Louisa,
1: who's your twin flame? Who's my celebrity
0: twin flame? Great question. I mean, I... (laughs) For a while, it was Anthony Hopkins, but then I saw him, and I mean, mean, wait, I just broke his identity. Sorry, Tony. And he had, like, mustard on his shirt, and he was, like, Tony, alcoholic. And I was just like, Wow, I just want you to be my, like, grandpa, uncle. (laughs) (laughs) You're my twin flame. You ruined (laughs) everything.
2: You're soul family. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thanks, thanks. wait so let's let's go back okay. and kind of start with the seed of the uh, Gina Turner as we know and love her. So what were the, some of the messages that you received about like sex and sexuality from an early age?
2: Oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, I grew up in a very sex positive house with my mom and not so sex positive with my dad. However, my dad was like my dad's a babe and like he was always dating hot women. Um <laughs> So, like, I knew something was going on,
0: but... Wait, uh, your dad's a chiropractor, correct? Yes. Rose and I have been (laughs) discussing, like, osteopaths and chiropractors being incredibly attractive.
1: You need to keep your dad the fuck away from us because we will... Yeah, my dad looks like Harrison
2: Ford kind of deal, like... What do you see with chiropractors and osteopaths looking like these and people? The oh my other God. gross part, my dad has giant hands. And if since we're all socks queens here, we know what that means. And I'm like big dad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
2: but this being said, my mom um is Openly bisexual has been with women more so than um, men, kind of deal. Even though she's been married a few times, Um, hi, Doctor Eva. She's also a chiropractor, and she like is really cool. She does a lot of cool like spiritual stuff. That that's a whole other story. But um, my, I got to be honest when I because you guys sent me a little bit of teaser what questions you were going to ask me. I that that uh, question stumped me a little bit. I'm like, oh wait. I remember very specifically living in Long Island and I had this. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm saying this on a podcast. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. White. Sorry, mom. Sorry that I'm ruining this stuffed animal for you. I had this white and black, like one of those, um, sick freedom Roy tigers, you know, the snow tigers. And it was life size. Cause it, I was young and I remember masturbating on it. Like all the time, <laughs> like literally <laughs> being the fucking tiger. And, and then, no, I know. And then I was like, Oh my God, this feels really good. And so, um, then I had like a little <laughs> room, and like the, Oh, wow. uh, I had a TV in my room and the porn channel, okay. cause it was like it was like the cable that you screw in the porn channel. We obviously didn't get, but it was like all well, like half snow. And like you, sometimes you can hear the audio and I remember watching porn, like the playboy channel or whatever it was. And like getting like a couple of glimpses of like a tit. And I got to say, goes back to how I've been watching porn lately. This is like a new thing. I, I started like finding really porn that I like, where it's like passionate kissing and like deep kissing and like really like. I I can't watch tantra porn. That just didn't do it for me. But there's something about when I could tell there's like a real connection between two people. I'm like hell yeah. And this is a new development for me because I used to be strictly lesbian porn only. Cause I didn't want to see a dick that wasn't my partner's dick. Hmm. Oh, okay. And, and there's something I appreciate more about the female body where I'm
0: like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So what, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. That was, you were talking about your tiger, tiger masturbation, but it's like, you also (laughs) talked about how kind of your, your, you know, your child not to like therapy you, but like your childhood was traumatic and I know that that can be self soothing right so this idea of like you needed a like way to feel okay in your body and here it prevented it's presented itself as you know sexy
2: tiger sexy tiger um thank
1: god
0: for the sexy tigers um, and
2: that's actually a really great and beautiful point that i never thought about because i did have a very traumatic childhood like i mean i had an abusive father mentally abusive psychologically abusive and a little bit physical as well and um uh then Crazy, like weird, five-year-long divorce that ended in a crazy battle, like between my parents, where they were like pitting, trying to like pit us against each other. Not my mom, but my dad was like trying to like make sure you don't say this in court because then that you can blah, 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 blah. and that is like super traumatic for a child. So I never even thought about it that way, and I I just do remember like always having very. Healthy relationship to masturbation until I started to think about the afterlife. And let me sit with me. So, <laughs> I, I started to think of that. Here I am like masturbating as a young girl. Okay, pretty young. And I oh my god, my dead grandpa can see me.
0: <laughs>
2: like, oh, my grandpa, my dead grandpa can see me, he's
0: judging me. Like <laughs> So you were like, the ghosts have an issue with this. I better stop. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, Gina.
1: I'm sorry that
0: happened.
2: But then I was like, "Uh, I'll just do it really quick. And so I just got really I got really (laughs) This was a great question for me to think about because I knew that it was going to be one that I'm like, wow, I'm going to share something I've never shared before.
0: Unpacking. (laughs)
1: Oh, That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> I fucking love that.
1: Oh my God. Um, so, what transpired to bring you into this place of your current sexual evolution? Right. And especially, you were just talking about now developing a new relationship around porn. And it's not something you often hear women talk about. So yeah. I've always to. loved porn with a lot of my exes, actually, like my ex husband
2: specifically. We would watch like porn together, um, which was fun. But I, I now, um, I, that just doesn't work for me because it's like, no, no, no. I want to be like present with my person and, um, uh, I, this, the porn stuff happened because I'm taking space from my current partner at the moment. So I'm like, I need to like make sure I'm pleasuring myself because I've been in the fucking shit right now. And it's like, um, I needed to make sure that like I'm doing that, but it just didn't, I didn't feel called to use my, oh, this is a nice little segue. My, like my Yoni eggs, which is like a little like egg that's made out of crystal. I have like a rose quartz, a green aventurine one. I didn't feel called to do that. Um, I didn't didn't feel called to use my pleasure wand that's also made out of crystal. I have a, um, a dragonstone one. Um, did I say dragonstone? Yeah. Dragonstone. Um, and I have a rose quartz one, uh, but I just didn't feel called to use those. And another thing that, um, I totally ditched after really getting hip to vaginal and uterus health are vibrators like in particular, because, I'm going to make a PSA that might hurt a lot of women's feelings and shatter a lot of women at the moment, but using vibrators is not the best for your clit. No. What? <laughs> yeah, no. what do you mean? You ready? Don't ruin my life. No. I'm not going to ruin your life because I'm going to introduce you to crystal pleasure wands that won't that that will find your g-spot and you'll come even harder okay right. but the, how though are they plugged in are they like no they're not electric so here's the thing you're We're
0: like this sounds,
2: sounds like listen just hear me out your clit has very very sensitive nerve endings right and if you're taking a fucking sledgehammer to it actually yes <laughs> you're, actually, it you're actually killing the little nerve endings that can cause you to orgasm um, by your clit. So, Damn. yeah.
1: But <laughs> we're so sad.
0: I feel like I yeah, fucking learned
1: that. I've put i but, <laughs> put drugs on my but clit. Yeah, no, this is super broken. Well, so it could
2: it could like actually <laughs> hinder you from coming without a vibrator. Which it's just something to think about. Do <laughs> you guys want to see my pleasure wand?
0: Yeah. Okay, hold on. You have to give us a picture of this for the
1: Instagram. (laughs) I will,
0: I will. But can't you just get,
1: like, crystal ones that you plug in or
0: something? No, (laughs) no. No, then it's, like, an actual rock
1: hitting you with
0: (laughs) a (laughs) clip.
1: Then it just, like, it's a crystal and it's a vibrator. Why don't they do that? My, my, I was charging my, my wand.
2: I was charging my wand in the full moon, so it's, it's downstairs. But I could show you what my yoni egg looks like. So this is my rose quartz yoni egg and you oh, put, put like a little piece of dental floss through the top of the egg and then you there's actual like guided meditations you can do and it like strengthens everything down there but also rose quartz is about, rose quartz is about self-love so like um it really helps you know, give that self love that you need. Oh, damn, I wish I had my pleasure wand. I'll, I'll send you a picture for this after. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dragonstone?
0: What's Dragonstone?
2: Dragonstone unleashes the tantric goddess in, within you.
0: And, I love
2: And the, the pleasure wands, like, hit, like, it's curved in a way that it gets your G spot and rests on your clip. And it's not battery operated. It doesn't need to be. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so much work. I feel like I wish there was a place that you could, like, try vibrators before you buy them. But obviously that's not going to fucking work, is it? So you always, like, f- my experience has been that you always, like, buy the vibrator and you're like, oh, I just spent all this fucking money. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, it doesn't really fucking do the job or whatever. Like, I'm not going to buy another one for three years. Do you know yeah, what I mean? totally, totally. So yeah, that's that's my negative. But now I'm more dedicated I don't want to fucking wear these nerve endings yeah, out so honestly, you you there there's no um it's not too late is what I'm here to tell
0: you. I feel like I have like I feel like I bought myself more time because I got my first vibrator when I was like 30. <laughs> so I'm like that I that has to mean I have at least like 15 more years of this shit. Whoa, like, it's fucking <laughs> good. You're, you're,
2: you're good. there the, the the thing that scares me the most is like the pubescent girls that are going out and, and using vibrators when they're developing. Like I'm in a, I'm in a bunch of like, um, private Facebook groups where like, you know, there's moms and like, you know, like I've done like little consults with women that are like, Hey, I don't know how to, I don't know how to speak to my, um, teenager about masturbation, but I can tell that she's really into it. And, and I'm like, I felt like I saved the world by saving one child, <laughs> you know, one teenager, excuse me, from not using a vibrator. That's the scary thing. We didn't have access to fucking vibrators. We no, kids, you know I
1: mean? this is no but did we do damage? Because I also had the thing with the toys, the rubbing with the toys yeah. thing. Like it was just like, I mean, I don't know what it was. I had this like snail and it was like, how does sh- anyway, It was very odd, but that snail came very handy. But now I'm worried. I damaged myself with the snail. Probably not.
0: You can still have orgasms. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, it's interesting though, because we talk about like, I think we talk about like death grip syndrome for dudes a lot. Like if they get too used to masturbating with their own hand, then it's difficult to come with women. Like this is not, uh, this is not strange. So it's suggested actually that they use like, um, a flashlight or something because it prevents gripping too tight, which is like, you know, a vaginal wall cannot grip like a fist. <laughs> <Absolutely. As laughs>
1: I well. hope not. I That
2: I want to make sure I say, because you just reminded me so much of what I need to say about that. As women, as women, we are taught, Oh, the tighter you are, the better. Like, I remember, like, being a teenager. I'm, like, talking to my girls about, like, sex and stuff like that. And they were like, make sure you, like, do the Kegel because then it will feel better for him. Now, I'm going to fucking blow the doors down on this one. Yes, Gina. (laughs) So, if a man – if we're talking about sacred sexuality here. So, right, if a man goes to penetrate – or enter a vagina and he feels like tight resistance, what do you think he feels mentally? I'm, Oh shit. Rejection. Yep. Yep. And then it creates like, Oh my God, am I not good enough for her? Oh my God. It, it, unconsciously or not, it creates this weird, like tension instead of like what it's supposed to be, where it's like this, I don't, I'm saying supposed to be in huge quotes. Okay. Um, where it's like this ideally perhaps I'm ready. I'm ideally, right. I'm ready to receive, right. I'm all yours. And then he could step into his masculine energy, which is about full blown giving. Like I am ready to like conquer you in the most beautiful way. Right. And so it, then he feels comfortable to step. But now if you're meeting like this, like uh, tight resistance it's again like you said perfectly named it rejection it's like oh shit does she like it uh, 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 like i don't know if it, even if you don't realize it or not like it's some subconscious. crazy subconscious stuff that really i've awakened or have been awakening to since being really in my sacred sexuality seat
1: mm. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you for yeah. sharing that because that's a myth. We should have you come in and dispel some yes, myths. Too. Yes, because really it's about like opening, right? You want you want the man
2: to feel um, – and obviously this works in uh, non-heteral.
1: Um, yeah, how does that work for anus?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm talking about Yoni specifically here. but like, Okay. okay.
2: Back to Um, you. Feel like safe to give. You know what I mean. Like welcome. The 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 really the feminine energy is all about this nurturing welcome. Welcome aboard. You know, (laughs) like not like no. The doors are locked and you're stuck. Like there, and then there can be an actual really beautiful exchange. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah i love that <laughs> wow gosh that's so beautiful
0: hmm. i learned but my i mean, yoni,
1: my yoni master what's up
0: so gina like even within the time we've known each other which granted has been like 15 years <laughs> <laughs> um like there has been a huge evolution in how I've be- i mean i guess for both of us but like where you are in terms of your sexual like your what was it? Your the seed of your sex, sacred sexuality, yeah, which is so beautiful. And so, like, what happened? How did you arrive there in this like lane of interest?
2: Um, really, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna make it all about Tim, but um, <laughs> but the the relationship that I'm in with him it, it has really allowed me to awaken more to myself, um, specifically in terms of that part of it. But also, I when I got pregnant, I got like extra certified in prenatal and postnatal uh, health and yoga. So, like, I really was more about mm, like kind of supporting women. And then what happens is you need to learn how to support yourself in a in a really conscious way. Um, But I gotta say, like, I've I've taken this seat because I've become more of myself and I've included more of myself. And then this is kind of what just happened naturally. And that's where, um, like all this doula work actually ended up, um, coming about. Like, I was like, Oh cool. I'll just, I'll just be a prenatal yoga teacher. Like, this is great. You know? And then the next thing I knew it was like, I was feeling like the call to be a doula. And then the next, and as I was doing all this deep work on myself, and then the next thing that arose was, Oh, it's not exactly a doula. It's a non-doula, which is a little play on words because I work with non-duality. <laughs> but, um, I've, you know, I've been um, an end-of-life doula for a, um, Tim's family dog and his mom. Um, and I've been uh, an, an abortion and a miscarriage doula for people. So And so can you break down what doula means exactly yeah, for people who might not it know? It just means someone who supports you. Traditionally, a doula comes in um, – and helps you prep for birth. So pre-birth, during birth, and then post-birth. And sometimes a doula's support system looks like in a way like, Hey, you go take a nap. I'm going to do your dishes, you know? Um, or it's like, Hey, okay, I'm going to hold you through this anxiety that you're having with your high risk pregnancy pregnancy. I'm going to hold you through labor. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like that. So when I started to get the non doula work, I was like, Oh, this is really interesting, but it also makes a lot of sense. Like I had a, um, brother that passed away from SIDS, um, at a really young age. Uh, he passed away and when he was five months old, I was five years old, I believe. Um, so I was around this. Um, I watched home births, you know, like, there, they're, and then th- people tend to forget that, like, miscarrying is also, A, a birth, yeah. and B, a death. And you need the same amount of support, if not more, then I, I'm not going to, you know what, I'm not going to make it... <laughs> I'm not going to compare, but you need the same amount of support that you need with a miscarriage as you do with having an actual child, because you have to realize there's a, there's something else that happens with miscarriage. So it happens predominantly, predominantly in the first trimester. And in the first trimester, we all know we don't, we don't tell people we're pregnant yet until after the first trimester. So a woman is actually super alone and especially there's something else that happens like in a dynamic um a guy and this is just from being pregnant and being you know knowing this firsthand a guy doesn't feel quote unquote pregnant the same way obviously a woman does like we are carrying the life right so you know a guy kind of like it won't really click until you hear that heartbeat. It won't really click until you start showing, right? Like, obviously I'm, I'm speaking very generally. Um, there, I, I'm sure there's exceptions to the rules, but what happens is then a woman miscarries or a woman has this abortion and she doesn't tell anybody. And then you're in this like postpartum depression. That's almost like totally hidden. And so like, When these clients came to me in this state, I was like, wow, this is really valuable. And, like, more people should be um, making sure that they have the proper support systems through these these really challenging times.
0: Yeah, because there's so so much, like, fear and shame attached to that, especially around, like, abortion. You know, there's, like, a lot of social stigma. So it can be scary to let anybody know that's happening anyway. Right. Much less, like you know, a miscarriage, which I've not experienced, but the, to have somebody who's actually trained in this, like specifically on a spiritual level, to guide, to be the guide through a traumatic experience is really powerful. I'm so proud of you being of service yeah, like that's this. Really beautiful.
1: Is it like a coach? So a doula is a bit like a coach. Yes. In a yes. Way.
2: Like, um, I, 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 there's like an element where I like don't want to like give away like client patient, you know, confidentiality, but like, there's been a circumstance where, like, my doula hood just meant, like, sitting on the couch and watching, like, HGTV. You know what I mean? And just being there. You know what I mean? For sure. her. Uh, or, like, <laughs> I, you know, ordering some junk food. Like, just like ordering junk food for her. You know, this, that's what she wanted. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, or taking care of business. Or it's like, hey, you know, before you make this decision, let's make sure that you're making this decision for yourself.
1: Mm. Cause that, and in what ways and what kind of questions I'm curious do you ask to make um, sure that literally I would right. just say that I would
2: say, mm. Hey, what's, what's, what's driving you to make this decision? You know, and the, obviously I'm talking about abortion right now, you know um, what's driving you to, is it, is it something, uh, you know, societal is it something uh, familial, you know, or is it your partner? Is it you? Like, it's really important because a lot of times um, we can get swept away by like the crisis that's happening, or you know, that we we like we go into panic mode. And I, I, you know, like I've I've been there firsthand where myself personally, where I was like, I mean, this is a big reason why Tim and I are taking space right now. Cause I was in a state of panic. We were, we were, we were dealing with a big crisis, um, this last month. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I was not, I lost myself. I lost myself in the wave and it was like, it got, it got real hairy. Um, and I think he lost himself too. I'm going to, I'll speak for both of us there.
0: Well, especially when it's, it is, you already are feeling so emotional because like the hormonal roller coaster of pregnancy. And it's just like, it's very difficult to tell which way is up. So to have somebody who's like anchored with experience must be super, super, super helpful.
2: Yeah. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like someone to listen, like I said, you know, or someone like to like, Hey, am I crazy for like Googling this? I'm like, well, my number one, number one, thing do I say to all my prenatal yoga students to everyone I'm like stop googling and you know uh, without going too much into my own crisis I could not take my own motherfucking advice this month (laughs) I'm like a motherfucker but it's that's guess what I did a couple days ago I called a doula of my own and I was like yo I need some help because I cannot take my own advice but that's that's the case with anything i i have the best um advice for yoga students like on how to embody their spirituality right oh my gosh you know it's not about um getting yourself into a pretzel it's about yoga about doing dishes i'm not fucking doing dishes <laughs> on my day off like you fucking get <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, you're like on your day off getting into a pretzel <laughs> watch
2: this <laughs> watch my bird of paradise <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah yeah There. Hmm.
1: thank you for sharing that with us so it sounds like this re- relationship with tim all the relationship we're in currently has been quite transformative trans- i again has been quite transformative can you break down what your sex ideal is for us and who do you want to be in a romantic relationship
2: uh, my sex ideal, like for myself
1: or yeah, 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 yourself. And or like, who do you want to show up as in your couple? Myself fully and
2: completely. Like if I have to change myself in any way, shape or form, it fucking turns me off. I haven't worn makeup really in a really long time. And that was, a, I'm letting my, my natural hair grow out. I have like all these grays and it was a really important, um, part of my healing journey post my divorce that I've been very open about because I felt like I always had to change myself and I couldn't be myself in my marriage before this. And so for me, like fucking presence from my partner, like radical acceptance, mm, honesty, that's like sexy to me.
0: (laughs) Mm, That's so beautiful. Oh. I'm so oh, proud of you, Gina.
2: So <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, I have like this crazy scar because, long story, but my C section, it, it, whatever, it's like a whole, it, it's like wider than it should be. And I remember like one of the first times I was like sexually intimate with Tim. I've known him since I'm in high school, but um, like one of the first times we were sexually intimate, he's like, I like it. I like your scar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Really? And I was like, so like, even like something is so silly like that. Like I was like, all right, like, yeah. And then I'm able to like, really just like be me. And that authenticity is fucking key in sex. You know? Hell yeah. So. Hell yes. Oh, that's just- <laughs> gorgeous. Thanks. Thanks guys. <laughs> I'm really healing Cause I'm kind of like focusing on being separate um, from tim at the moment so like to actually drop into like the real beautiful things that i really love about our relationship and things that are like it's actually really it's really healing but also i'm gonna stick to my guns and be very boundaryed after this you know what i mean because i need to like make sure that i have healthy boundaries for myself in order for me to fucking heal
0: anyway. well that sounds like super recovered you know like that sounds incredibly well And I know that you wanted to kind of touch on some, like, recovery shit. Yeah. uh, And what that looks like or what that means for you today, like, in and out of your sex
2: life. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. It's so fucking crazy. I, you know, I I hung, I hang around a lot of sober people. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: um, my, my like i worked the al on program recently this is a more recent development i'm i have a lot of different qualifiers for the alan uh, program but that's not what i'm talking about but i never fucking looked at my own addictions because they were so fucking blatantly in my fucking face that it was like Holy shit. So, and, and mine's a little bit a tricky one because it's not drugs. It's not alcohol. Like I don't like drinking. I, I, I do. I'm down with, um, plant medicine these days, but like in a very sacred way. Um, not like in a recreational, like let's get fucked up way. Um, however, Food is my, my vice. I have been, um, an emotional eater my entire life. Um, and it's fucking weird because when you're violently bulimic or when you're violently anorexic or when you're like, you know, morbidly obese or when you're all those things like you, it's easy to see like, oh shit, I have an eating disorder. Right. But when you turn to food when you're really, really happy or you turn to food when you're really, really sad and you're eating enough food for like six people, um, in one sitting, but then you're normal the rest of the time. Like it's just, just a little binge. You don't, you don't see it as a disorder, right? You don't see it as a fucking problem. You don't see it as an addiction. And the other thing is, we need food to survive.
0: So you can't be really abstinent,
2: exactly. And when you're abstinent, guess what? That's that. My I am going to be just straight up with my, what my food issue is. I'm a binger and then a restrictor. I'm, I don't throw up my food. I don't. You know, I am still eating. I'm I I like. I'm not orthorexic. Like the, the, you know what I mean. So like mine is like super hidden. It's like oh no, she's just on a juice cleanse this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, yo, like oh my God. Gina and I toured together for the better part of like three years and I was in like peak eating disorder. So like Gina couldn't, like, I couldn't tell Gina shit, <laughs> you know, cause I was like definitely starving myself at that point. And, but I remember you going on like three day, like not eating, like you're like, I'm having one meal a day for the next two weeks. And yep. I was like, yeah. cool. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> sounds fun. Sounds normal. <laughs> sounds today. like it's going to make me look normal-ish. <laughs> um, so, I, it, and it's interesting too, because I do feel like women's relationships with each other often, like if we're both sick and we feed each other sickness, yeah. like diet culture is that, you know, and it sounds like you've done a lot of hard work on kind of healing your relationship with food. Yeah.
2: It's been real, really tough. I mean, I could cry every time I think about it because it's like, it's, it's not, it's never, it feels like it's never going to be over. Like, I feel like this is something that I'm going to deal with the rest of my fucking life. I mean, I had a really traumatic 36 hours, um, leading up to this podcast. So healing that I'm here, by the way. Um, we love you so much. I and okay. I felt myself like, I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, I o- opened Uber eats. You know what I mean? And I'm like, here, here comes the binge. Here it comes. But just saying here it comes. Right. I like really was like, no, I'm going to eat like a quote unquote normal person. I'm like, I, I literally like, I I really reined it in. And it was actually a real fucking aha, uh-huh, like, holy shit, I'm proud of myself moment. Mm. Um, because normal me, I mean, <laughs> it would have been like, let me order a whole pizza. Let me order this. Let me order that and like down it and then like eat a whole pint of ice cream. And it would be like, it's like, I remember Tim asking me this question and I, it was in time that he kind of like took it in like, oh wait, this is, this is actually an issue for her. He was like, how stoned do you have to be? Like he was asking like a normal question, like how stoned on weed do you have to be to eat a whole pizza and then a penny vodka and then a pint of ice cream? I'm like, um, actually, uh, that's what makes me feel high. Um, and he was like, Oh shit. Like, so I would do it sober to feel that, (laughs) rush yeah to feel that oh my god there's nothing like a binge there's nothing like i mean i mean i feel like i'm glorifying it right now but it 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 feels so good and you get you get high from it
0: do you have shame about it um when you binge or you just go into you just like straight into restriction
2: i do have shame about it um I haven't done a real binge in a really long time. So thank God. Knock on some wood. Congratulations. That's yeah, a really big deal. Um, I definitely was like, there's definite moments where I'm like, I'm going to eat two slices of pizza. You know what I mean? And it's like that, that's a big deal because it would be like, let me eat like four or five, you know, um, pizza and pasta are definitely my, my go-tos. But um, the shame. Yes. Cause I'm very, I'm very hidden about it. And because there's no one in my house right now, like, I could really relapse, for lack of a better
0: word. It's actually relapse. Yeah. yeah. Does, um, it, does it affect your sex life?
2: Oh, big time. Big time. Because, like, I don't feel sexy when I binge, you know? So um, for me to be alone right now and going through some shit and not binging is a really big deal for me. So
1: congratulations that's That's amazing really really
0: no man
1: really so how does your sexuality or sex life influence your work or creativity oh my gosh when i am fucking loved up
2: right when i when i get like i'm really having like good sex i'm also creating great content in terms of music or really on point in terms of yoga teaching, like I'm really like in my power because really that's what sacred sexuality is about. It's like this joining of like the masculine and feminine energies. And, you know, you have that image that you see a lot of like the serpent where it's just, you know, like intertwined and, and, and it's really like you're in your own personal power, the Kundalini, you know, it's like everything's aligned every. Um, so I really feel like, um when I'm really owning that I'm really owning myself so obviously everything else is going to fucking uh have a ripple effect
1: I love that <laughs> it's magical I so identify it and I think that feeling you just feel light don't you you can feel like super light and like hopeful and that shit is possible
0: well Think that it, it's interesting to kind of touch on the fact that that can look really different for different people like i don't necessarily i sometimes feel that when i like engage in kind of very connected intimate vanilla sex but like for me that's like subspace <laughs> yeah. for me that's like being both totally in my body and kind of like out entirely out of my body and like feeling like very seen in and in a really like holy way, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I think that there can be kind of like, there's an idea that that, that feeling of like being in the seat of your sexual power only comes from like Tantra or like kind of like some spiritual magic, sex magic. (laughs) But I think that it's cool to discuss that it can be expressed. it like whatever your lane is, like you could, that the destination is there for you.
2: Yeah. Because it's about including all of yourself, every single part of yourself. And like that, it, it's absolutely possible through like totally embracing, like, you know, whatever fetish or whatever floats your boat. Can I talk about sex magic for a second? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> that Mary I that. And then we have to talk about tantric
0: speed dating. <laughs> oh, yes, yes.
2: Did you guys know that Mary Magdalene used um, sex magic to resurrect Jesus Christ? You know, not know that. Jim, Tell us about Rose that. is
0: starting a book club about Mary Magdalene. Oh, wait. I am.
1: You can be Hold it.
2: On. I'm going
0: to
1: pull a card for my Mary, Mary
2: Magdalene
1: package. <gasps> oh, my God. you have a Mary Magdalene package? Let me see yes, these. Yes, yes, okay.
2: I'm going to pull a card for us three. So, but, uh, so. <laughs> Best day of
0: my it, life.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I love this podcast.
2: I don't know. So, she, um. So she basically, her and Jesus were twin flames, and they basically, um, she was like the woman behind the man, as there always is. Um, And she was giving him all of his power, essentially. Okay, so I'm going to pull, for everybody that's listening, for Louisa, for Rose, just go ahead and allow your eyes to close, and... Allow all of your awareness to kind of be shooting out from your heart, from your intuition onto the deck that I'm shuffling right now. Really allow yourself to breathe here in through your nose, maybe out through your mouth, maybe even connect down to your... Ah, your root chakra, your yoni. Your if you're a if you're a non uterus owner, you can also connect to your girthy shaft. <laughs> 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 but really, now take a deep breath in, and I'm gonna pull a card. Oh shit! Cool. All right, so it's heart and soul. Oh my
1: so god! So this
2: deck is this deck found me. I got to tell the story. This deck found me. Cause I was in an angel circle in, um, California near Fresno. And this woman like, Hey, I answered, I asked a question. She's like, I'm going to bring Mary Magdalene to the circle. Cause she's channel. She channels this guy named this angel named Josephus and shout out to Laurel. I'm illuminating souls. Look her up. She's amazing. Um, and she brought Mary Magdalene in and no joke, the sky went black and it started to rain, and it was a beautiful, like 75 degree. And I was like, Holy shit! And then I'm like, Something happened to my body when you brought Mary Magdalene in. And she goes, Baby steps, listen to that, get this deck. And I'm like, Okay, yes, master. Um, so let's.
0: <sighs> so heart excited soul. in this. Heartful
2: looks like Mary, um, and it looks like something's radiating out of her heart. But I'm going to read what uh, the actual guidebook says, cause this is just fun. This is just, and this deck
0: is great time. Best podcast guest ever. Gina. <laughs> this
2: deck is like yeah. weirdly psychic. And I, I don't understand everybody that I've pulled for, or when I pull for myself, it's always like on point. Okay. The message is you are blessed and guided by the eternal spirit of love. A positive transformation is occurring in your life. This very moment. Close your eyes and feel yourself bathed in the love which stems from the heart of the goddess. This card is confirmation that all is unfolding as it should. There's no need for concern, so stop taking things so seriously and trust. All unfolds in perfect harmony. Life is always full of opportunity. Your mantra here is, I am guided and protected. I surrender my concerns to the goddess of eternal life. And yo, it's on page 33, which is all about Christ consciousness. Three is about creation. I I do numerology as well. So, um, Three is about creation. Oh, my God. It's about flow, self-expression, communication. But when the two threes come together, it creates a six because everything reduces to a single digit. And six is the cosmic mother. If you look at the six, it looks like a pregnant woman. Oh, my God. Um, And six is about being seated and rooted in your power and then moving from that place.
1: Oh my god, that's so beautiful! What number are you? My life Gina? path is
2: a thirty-three, so that's how I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh,
2: Louisa, what number are you? I don't know, Gina. You what are number are I? Two. You're ten, right? Ten. Yeah. How am I ten? You're ten life paths. right? Oh,
0: one and 19. Yeah. Right. Ten. We need to.
2: I'll, I'll have to do your numbers again. To do it again. Do it again. We'll do it again. <laughs> we'll do it again. We'll do it again.
1: I'm an eight for the You're record. You're an eight.
2: You're about destruction and regeneration. Well, let, let's let's sidebar after
1: this. So we can talk numbers. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Our private time.
1: <laughs> okay. So, how has motherhood changed your ideas oh. around sex and about yourself as a woman?
2: Uh, well, it's interesting because my daughter's half Dutch, which is very free-spirited, sexual country. Um, like, I mean, you go to this the the children's museum and there's a whole puberty exhibit where the boobs are growing and like hair is growing like in their private areas. And I'm like, this would never go down in America. Never, ever. Um, And so I've been very free sexually with her. Uh, She's also a girl. So like, I'm like, you know, I, am naked around her a lot. We, you know, stuff like that. But, um, in terms of motherhood, I gotta say it was very challenging at first for me to feel like in my own body after pregnancy. And that's a very common thing. But then I found my current partner and I, that all that changed. But, um, uh, I gotta say, um, it's really made me hyper aware of like like uh, what I was (laughs) originally when I heard people call vaginas yonis I was like get the fuck out of (laughs) here like like you know like I'm like no cutes you know cha-cha hoo-ha blah 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 blah, whatever your fucking name like it's your vagina own your fucking vagina like I, I I talked about this a little bit but it's really made me hyper aware of like um how we tend to over sexualize or like cutie make make women cute having a girl like i'm like no i'm raising a fucking warrior goddess (laughs) like it's
0: true (laughs) yeah
2: steve <laughs> name is Steve. She talks about we went to the color factory with you, and she talks about it. I recall. She's fantastic. About, it was like we hang out really, with Steve Moore. Yeah, um, her name is Evelina, but we call her Steve when she's not listening. And then it just. <laughs>
1: I'm appealing to your masculine side to listen.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but she's super cool. Rain it in. Yeah, she's super
2: she's cool. Amazing. She's super awake. She's super fucking psychic, not just because of the mother-daughter connection. Um, so it's like I really need to be like on my A game with her she feels everything the other thing is like i'm not much of an astrology person but she's an aries and i'm a leo and we are like fire fire and more fire (laughs) (laughs) a lot of times it's like the mediator it's like okay Evelina says that mommy hurt her feelings (laughs) like has to be like the the therapist for us it's amazing
0: (laughs) anyway (laughs) oh here's the best but
2: in terms of how it's changed my sex it's um it's just made me more of I don't know, just more aware. Like that's that's what I'm gonna say. It's made me more aware. Mm.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Jinx. <laughs> um, and what are you growing towards today? Like, what's the what? Where's your evolution taking you?
2: Right now, in this very moment, if I'm really fucking honest, and I just answer right away. Um, I am growing to really fucking be free of some of the fucking shit that has been weighing me down, um, mentally. And like, almost like these, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on cord cutting at the moment where it's like, I could have, I need to just like revamp my relationship to certain things and certain people. That's what I'm going to say.
0: Wow. Cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Powerful. That sounds. i That's what you're growing out of. Talking growing about called yeah, I mean, growing I mean, out yeah, of skin shedding. skin shedding.
2: Yeah, I'm growing out of like this, like.